Welcome to the Two Nutrition Gals in a Mic podcast with Kim and Suzanne. Kim is a registered dietitian and Suzanne is a certified functional nutrition coach. We're two nutrition professionals with a passion for educating folks about the power that diet and lifestyle choices have on our mental and physical wellness. Our goal for this podcast is to provide information about common and sometimes not so common health and wellness issues and provide a perspective that may differ somewhat from what we've learned from conventional medicine. It's pretty informal, sometimes a little goofy, but always informative. That we can promise. Keep in mind, though, this podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not meant to treat, diagnose, or replace medical care. That being said, let's dive into our next episode. And we're back. Hello. Hi. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Awesome. It's a beautiful day. Beautiful. Yes. Oh, we sat out in the sun and it... It was hot. Feels like I'm a plant. I'm coming to life. (laughs) After this weekend that we just had. Yeah. Yeah, we really needed... We had... uh, yeah, very chilly weather here, yeah. to say the least, on the weekend. And wet. And wet, yeah. The weekends have been rather wet lately, so we're very happy when we see the blue sky yeah. and, the, and the sun come out. Yeah. Um, so welcome back to the Two Nutrition Gals and a Mike podcast. We're glad that you joined us. We hope that you enjoyed our perimenopause episode. Yeah, it's... Uh I think helpful. I hope. Oh, I think absolutely. I know all those things have helped me because as I yeah, me too. Said it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't have pretty much. I don't have any of them. Any of the symptoms. So, um, so if you haven't listened to that one and you are suffering from any kind of hormonal symptoms, you should try, try some of our suggestions. Yes, yeah. really, you've got nothing to lose. Nope, they're all safe and effective. Yeah, as far as we're concerned. So before we get started on today's topic, I just wanted to mention something about our vitamin D um, episode and testing. We did our first episode on vitamin D, and if you haven't listened to it yet, you can find the link for it on our Facebook page. Yeah. Um, we talked about a link that, or a, a site that had a whole bunch of information on it, vitamin D hub. Um, .org, I think it is. Um, and uh, they recently added a link for an at-home vitamin D test. So we had talked about how important it is or how yeah, we should to all... know your starting point. Yep. And if you're deficient, it will help dictate how much supplementation to take. Exactly. Because we can kind of give an idea, but you really should know what your baseline is or what your starting point is. So Kim and I ordered the, the at-home test. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> and they arrived last week. So that's how we spent our Friday nights. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting lives we live. We do indeed. So it's a. I just wanted to talk about it because a. It's pretty cool that you can do it, and it's actually relatively easy. It didn't seem easy when we were doing it on Friday night. So I don't know why, but I have no problems with needles. I watch them do it, but something about pricking my own finger, I couldn't do it. No. I thought, and, and I didn't even think twice about it until it came actually to do it. So She I laughed to... at me because I said, I don't think I could do it. Oh, I can do it. It's no problem. Yeah. So she opens the package and she goes to do it. And she looks at me and says, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. she got her husband to do it. Yeah. And then she did mine. <laughs> so well, when she, Dale did mine, it didn't hurt. No, but no. apparently 
you know, you can do varying levels of finger pricking. (laughs) Who knew? Varying degrees of (laughs) finger prick. So she lied because she didn't mind, and you should have heard me. I was yelping and going on. However, it was actually pretty funny. But (laughs) all in all, it's very easy. Very easy, and it really doesn't hurt that much. No, It's just something about pricking your own finger, but... Very easy. They send you an envelope to send it back. You got to pay for postage because it goes to the states, and we're in Canada. But that's nothing. And no, the postage to get it is more expensive. It was, I think, fifteen dollars, which is why we ordered two together. Yeah. It only cost me three dollars to send the two yeah. of them back. Yeah. So if you're interested, and you know, you don't want to go to the doctor to get the test, or if your doctor is not inclined to go ahead and order the rec for you right. or write the rec, then that's another option. But um, So, yeah, so when we get the results back. We'll let you know. We'll let you know. So, okay, so getting into today's topic, um, everything going on these days, really, over the whole planet, there's, oh, there's, yes, so, there's so much. much. And the stress. Energy-sucking issues. It is, it is, yeah. uh, absolutely. So, um, so we thought it might be um, a good idea to... Do a little, maybe a little series where we focus on energy, things that, you know, can affect it, ways to boost it that aren't caffeine or soda or sugar right. or whatever. Um, so we thought we'd start today with my absolute favorite and our number one trick for boosting mm-hmm. energy, good old H2O. Wow. <laughs> we did that well. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't even we didn't plan that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, uh, for me, I've had uh, a real love-hate relationship with water over the years. Um, I never drank water. But when I say never, I mean never. Like, I don't remember a time when I was younger that I drank a glass of water. So, and my thing was milk. Yeah. I I always drank milk. I, I don't recall drinking water as a child, that's for sure. I think... Once I started working in the places I worked had water coolers, then it made it easy to yes. drink more water. And that make, that does make a difference yep. if you don't have to actually remember it or go get it. But um, So I actually, I went into early labor like two months early with my first child because I was dehydrated. So the dehydration, they told me, induced yeah. regular labor. I mean, again, if you think about it, my body was probably saying like, it's had enough. It can't keep doing this. Right. Well, it's critical to our well-being water. And your body obviously reached the point where it said, you're going to suffer. Totally. Yeah. Um, you can't produce Significantly one. if we don't change yeah. the status. What's and, going on. Yeah. So we're going to. Yeah. Get this baby get out. Get the baby out. Right. So uh, good news. He waited another month beforehand. So he's only a month early. But I can assure you that after that, I was drinking enough water for my other three. But really, once I was finished with, when I wasn't pregnant, I still didn't drink any water. I still yeah. was drinking milk. And, and it wasn't until I came across an, ep- uh, an episode, um, sorry, an article in a magazine, I think it was a self magazine, and talked about energy. So it, um, you know, kind of grabbed my attention because I was exhausted yeah. all the time. Couldn't get myself out of bed in the morning. Well, and with a young child, there's so many other reasons that would explain your Absolutely. fatigue. So well, you kind of discount it and go, well, I, uh, yeah. well it comes with the territory. Life, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, But at the same time, I'm thinking, why can't I get my kids to school on time? Why can't I you know, get to practice on time when everybody else seems to be able to do it? I mean, there are many reasons for that, too, for sure. But... Um, once I started drinking water, 
this article was a, a revelation for me because that's when I started. And uh, it's just, it's it's so, so, so important to the body. And I don't think I had a clue about that. I really, I just really didn't, you know, it's, it's everybody knows water's good for you. So it's, it's an interesting situation. I know with me, when I drink water regularly, I get thirsty and crave water and I drink it. Right. When I don't drink water, I don't get those thirst signals like I do when I'm drinking water. Yes. It's crazy how that works. I can't explain it. No, because you would think the opposite, actually, right. that you would. But again, you just mentioned earlier um, when we were talking before we started recording that we attribute it to so many other things. things. Yeah. So when you get some of the symptoms of being dehydrated or not having enough to drink, we assign them to any other reason. We, yeah. we don't typically say, oh, I do this now, but really most of us don't say, oh, I should have more water, right? right? And I guess so, until you get to the point where you're drinking water and you go without, that you'll really recognize absolutely, absolutely. what that feels like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so anyone who knows me, funny because my dad when I told my dad we were doing a podcast he asked me when is the water episode gonna be (laughs) (laughs) because anyone who knows me has heard pretty much and I really mean anyone has heard me go on about water drinking water so if you feel tired drink water if you're if you have this drink water if you have that I'm I'm very very big on both or promoting uh the effects that water will have and um you know it's like a it's not a cure-all but really there are so many ways it can help um i bet and i also think that um it's amazing how many folks are dehydrated and i think it would surprise people to I know agree, yeah. that nearly 75 percent of north americans are actually clinically dehydrated so not just a little bit Clinically significantly yeah. dehydrated. Yeah, not just a little thirsty or maybe didn't drink right. enough. Right. right, this is like an ongoing, ongoing, kind of thing. yeah, chronic. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so knowing that, how much water should you drink? How much, Suzanne? <laughs> well, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> this is getting to be a thing with us, Kim. <laughs> so, the rule of thumb that I recommend, and and I can't think Kim's in the same boat that is folks drink half your weight in water um, in ounces. And that's... Every day. So Pounds? Yes. Yeah, so if you weigh 100 pounds, you want to drink 50 ounces right. of water. So not kilograms. No. Pounds. pounds. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do it in pounds. It's just easier. Um, and, and that's something you want to work up to. You don't want to be... If you're somebody that drinks a half a glass of water a day, don't tomorrow, don't run out and yeah. drink... Your half your weight in ounces in water. Yeah. Um, among other things, you're going to spend most of the day in the bathroom. Yeah. But it is it is something that it will change how you feel. Yeah. If you make this a goal and you work up to it and you try to stick to that, and, and that you're going to drink a little more some days, you're going to drink a little less some days. But um, but if you make that a point, I can almost guarantee you, you will feel better. Yeah, generally and it's so easy and simple and yeah. readily available and free for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Um, just it is. It's super easy and it's super easy for your kids. So it's an also also a really important thing to get your kids into. Yeah, start because, those habits early, right? Because I didn't again, no, right? And I, had, I didn't either. I had several issues. So, uh, so yeah. So those. So here's a the next thing. Why 
Does it make you feel better when you drink more water? Why does it make you feel better? Glad you asked. There's lots of reasons why drinking water will make you feel better, and we're going to discuss a few of them right now. Perfect. Yeah, so um, I think this one, first one, is fairly common knowledge, but it removes waste and flushes toxins out of our body. So, you know, there's kind of four major ways that the body eliminates waste and byproducts and toxins. Um, Bowels and bladder, I think obviously we're pretty aware of that, that that's how we get rid of our waste. Well, obviously urine is primarily Mm -hmm. water. Water. So if we're not drinking water, we're not going to be going to the bathroom to empty our bladders because the kidneys will not... There's nothing in there. Really no, it won't. It regulates it fluid balance. So if if the body cannot afford to lose any water, then you're not going to excrete. Yeah, and um, your bowels the same thing. Um, so yeah, the whole and then so those toxins or byproducts stay in your body longer. We've yeah. talked about that in several different yeah. episodes. That that's not a good thing for sure. No, it's. Pro-inflammatory, and sure, sure. Yeah. you know we've stated it a hundred times yeah. probably that that's what leads to illness and disease. It's also one of the things regarding toxins. It's great for the liver too because again, same reason. It'll help more efficiently flush things through that we don't want in the body. Yeah, and there ain't nobody I know that couldn't use a little liver love. Liver love, <laughs> and liver especially flush. Yeah. at this point in our lives, for right. sure. So um, the third way is through sweat. Again, perfect sense that if you're dehydrated, you will not have the water available to sweat. To sweat. And just, you know, maybe water doesn't play a direct role in this, but you actually uh, eliminate byproducts and toxins and waste through breathing. So carbon dioxide is what we breathe out, and that's your body's way of balancing its pH level. So it's... You know, it's not directly related related to water, except if you don't drink water for a week and then you're not breathing. Exactly. So it's not a dr- directly linked to water consumption, but I just felt like I should mention it because we were just talking about way. how to eliminate yeah. waste and byproducts. Um, another way is that it regulates your body temperature. So without enough water in the body, as Kim mentioned, you're, you're just not going to have enough, um, fluid or, or liquid to be able to sweat or produce any sweat. Um, so without being able to sweat is the way that our body can cool down. So if you're working out or you're in a hot day or, or, um, just any situation where you would sweat, your body, hot flashes, your body sweats to help cool it down. Um, and without enough water, it can't do that as efficiently as it should be able to. Right. And water transfers heat well. So the body uses it to stabilize body temperature. So, um, water can absorb a lot of heat before it actually changes temperature. Um, and that's how it regulates your body temperature, obviously. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It acts as a buffer against a sudden change in temperature. And that's why when, you know, if you're cold, it, your hands and feet get cold because your uh, blood flow is directed towards your internal organs and thus taking the heat with it. To save you. Yeah, to make sure those internal organs are staying at the adequate temperature. Yeah, the body's pretty um, cool. And then 
vice versa. If you're overheating when you're exercising in that, then it takes the blood flow to the surface of the skin, and that's another way that it can uh, release, control the body temperature, your lungs, so when you breathe out, you're breathing out heat. So that is another way um, to manage your uh, body, body temperature. temperature. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, another useful thing is that it helps to prevent weight gain. Um, and we thought this was, this is an interesting one. So you'd assume that if you were maybe a little full from drinking water, you'd be, um, more inclined to eat less, but it goes a little deeper than that. It's a little more scientific when you're dehydrated, the body will actually produce more ghrelin, which is the hunger hormone. So it'll generate the feeling of being hungry more often. Yeah. And you'll eat more. Yeah. Um, just a quick side note, you don't want to drink a lot of water or other fluids while you're eating at the same time that you're eating because it can mess with your digestion. Uh, but we'll talk about that a little later. But it's interesting that um, it's kind of the reason why, if you uh, are dehydrated, why you could find that you're gaining weight. Yeah. Not to mention you have no energy. No. Well, yeah. And you can't do anything to help prevent that. Yeah. So water also acts as a solvent in our body, which means it carries vital uh, nutrients, minerals, oxygen, oxygen to every cell in our body. So that's done primarily via the blood, but lymph plays a role in it too. And, you know, I know at the nursing home, if someone's dehydrated, they're blood is syrupy thick and it's hard to take blood and so it absolutely um, changes the consistency of your blood and therefore it changes the way those nutrients are delivered and if you think of oxygen that's how blood which is primarily water gets oxygen to our cells not to mention everything else those cells need to function at an optimal level yeah yeah uh, it also, as, as again, some of these you'd expect, but I'm not sure that we're necessarily aware of them, but it can help. It cushions and protects the vital organs and joints. So I know my osteopath is always telling me my joints are nice and lubricated and squishy, yeah. she says, because when she'll go to move them, they have a lot of, you could she can tell, which I think is fascinating, but she can easily tell that I, I've been drinking enough water. So it's important, especially important for someone who has a joint disease. Yeah. But for everybody, it's not, it's not just me. I'm just, well, every uh, joint has a little fluid filled. Yeah. Synovia fluid. Yeah. Yeah. Cushions the joint. So again, you know, our brain needs water. If the body's going to choose where the water's going, it's going to the brain and not your joints. Right. So you want to make sure you're getting that half your weight in ounces because it'll help all of these things. And actually, and more, I'm sure that there are more, um, I know there are more ways, but these are kind of some of the top ways. And the, the more, um, uh, let's say, influential ways, the more things that we'll kind of easily think about when you hear my voice tomorrow when you're deciding what you should have to drink, you'll be hearing and, and remembering these things a little more because they have more of an immediate, um, they, they make you feel kind of more immediately better. So, right. and, uh, yeah. and it does make you eat less. Oh, so it absolutely. absolutely. In addition to everything else, you know, it it will, it will. It help you, you lose weight. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, just a little tidbit. So, seventy five percent of muscle is made up of water. Huh. That's why muscle weighs more than fat. There just you so go. you know, it's that there water you go. content. 
Um, it's also why seniors are at higher risk of dehydration. It's because they don't they have don't those have muscle, muscle stores. 83% of blood is water. 75% of the brain is water. And 22% of bones is water. Again, like our bodies are mostly water. Yeah. Right? So um, so it's really important. And we're constantly flushing and using that water. So it it makes perfect sense now that we've laid it all out, why it's so important to make sure that we're getting it. Yeah. But, Kim, can you have too much water? You absolutely can. (laughs) Again, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. There's an optimal amount and there's too much. So it's called water intoxication. Aptly named. And or hyponatremia, which means low sodium levels. So essentially you're diluting your blood. Um, so much so that the concentration of salt and all your electrolytes actually are diluted and therefore um, they they just don't do work as well as they should. You have to have a certain concentration level of these electrolytes in your blood for them to perform the jobs they need to do where they need to do them. Yep. So it's kind of like the what I was saying about uh, it almost like the dilution of the digestive juices. If you drink too yeah, much, right? These can. Although this is more of a is this more of a fast? Like depending. Well, it's not. And, and I should say it's. It is hard, very hard to yeah. get to the point that you have water intoxication. Um, so what happens is the fluid builds up in the body and in all the cells, and they start to swell, and. Um, in the brain, where we already said it's 75% water, if those cells swell, then it can cause significant problems. problems. It can cause headaches, dizziness. Those are signs, some of the symptoms of water intoxication, coma, death. Hmm. Those, like, are, those are big ones. <laughs> However, those it's keeping rare. in mind that so many folks are dehydrated, the chances of that happening, well, and it's, it's rare. Yeah, right? it's it's weakness, nausea, vomiting, drowsiness, and fatigue, seizures, and loss of consciousness are, are symptoms of water intoxication, and you have to drink a lot a of water. water. Um, so what they say is no more than a liter an hour. Right, that's what I mean in, in terms of how quick. Yeah. Because if you're you're going to drink, I mean, don't drink three liters of water in one sitting all of a sudden. Well, and if you drank sat down and drank two liters of water and then didn't drink anything else for the rest of the day, you, you might not experience those symptoms of water intoxication. It's Especially if that, you're somebody who's dehydrated yeah, to start with. Yeah. Um, but if you're somebody that's really good with water, drinks it all the time, your body's fully hydrated, and you jump in yeah. and do something like that, it could uh, Give you some happen. minor symptoms. I know yeah. we listen to... Uh, in Sacramento, they had a contest when the Wii came first came out, and you couldn't get it anywhere. So they had a, a contest on a radio station in Sacramento, and it was these people had to drink a bottle of water. I don't remember how often. Let's say every fifteen minutes, they had to drink a bottle of water, and the person that went to the washroom last won, won the Wii. The Wii. <laughs> well, the woman died. <gasps> From water intoxication. No way, because she yeah. kept drinking, 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 yeah. and, and didn't would, really... And didn't wouldn't use the washroom. Yeah. So 
just something to be so aware of. Like that. I said, it, it has to be kind of a really extreme case. And so where most water intoxications happen is in uh, really intense physical activity. So mm-hmm. marathon runners or military training. Mm-hmm. Someone with kidney trouble, though, could Someone with kidney trouble, yeah, because, you know, if your kidneys aren't doing what they should be, then they may not be relieving the fluids um, as readily. Mm -hmm. But uh, as with everything, if you've got some sort of chronic condition, then you should always talk to your doctor because there may be some underlying reasons why you might have to do something different. I know at work we have some people on fluid restrictions because their kidneys and hearts can't. Uh, manage all the fluids. So there are some rare conditions, um, but generally speaking, water consumption is going to do nothing but good for you. Um, don't drink more than a liter an hour if you're really yeah. going to go. If you're worried it. about it, don't. And make sure you're eating because then you're replacing those electrolytes, so that will increase. If you suspect you're having some water intoxication, then throw some salt in your water. Sweet. Um, you know, help balance or, or add your balance out the electrolytes for sure. Yeah, and so healthy and kidneys, healthy kidneys can flush out twenty to twenty eight liters of water a, a day. So, so that's a lot. It is a lot. That's yeah. a really high number. And the other um, risk factor for water intoxication is drug use, specifically MDMA or ecstasy. Oh, I guess. I say what's that? Well, because they get so this energy burst, and they're like dancing and dancing for hours and hours and hours, and they get you know thirsty, and as a oh, result, they drink, they, and drink so and drink right. and drink. Okay. And with the sweating, you sweat out electrolytes, and then all you're replacing is water. And again, those electrolytes are going to drop, and yeah. you're going to get these symptoms. Storm. And that's what happens to marathon runners too. Oh, okay. If they yeah. don't eat, they they have all kinds of little sport. Things yep. that they can Little take that, that include the electrolytes. Yep. So that's the story with that. Sweet. So that's yeah. drinking too much water. Most of us don't have to worry about that. What about dehydration? Well, there are some uh, pretty, I mean, pretty easy signs of easy to recognize signs of dehydration, and just to name them off so that you kind of. Um, are aware of them feeling sluggish or tired obviously that's the one that really you should pay the most attention to in my opinion because when you're feeling sluggish or tired which let's face it most of us at this age will go through especially like at three o'clock in the afternoon yeah go drink some water yeah right just do yourself a favor go drink some water i think you'll feel better within about 10 minutes yeah so feeling sluggish or tired brain fog headache um Muscle cramps, joint pain. Uh, one of the the uh, more physical signs or things that you can actually kind of see is your urine. It should really be kind of clear. Yeah, very um, pale. Yellow. Yeah, like water-like. Yeah. Um, and if it's not, if it's dark and also strong smelling, those are that's a good sign that you you should up your water. It's a very good sign. Yeah, unless you're taking B vitamins. Well, then they, they then they'll be like fluorescent. Yeah, they'll turn your yellow your urine yellow, yeah, and that's nothing to worry about. So, no. um, not sweating. So if you're, which that's another interesting point. I never sweated when I was a kid, mm. even when I was exercising. That was something I remember thinking: How come all these people can sweat? I don't sweat. Um, dry eyes. So for me, I wear contacts and I, when I haven't had enough water, my contacts will get really scratchy and dry in my eyes. So that's another good sign. Heartburn. 
skin elasticity. Kim was telling me about um, at the nursing home, the, they can tell the patients, the patients, I'm sorry, the That's residents right. that um, that are dehydrated when they pull up on the skin on their hands. Skin tenting. Yeah. Skin tenting, yeah. yeah. So it's it goes up. They pull it up and it stays up. Yeah. Yeah. So if you do that to your skin and it doesn't like come back to Go it, back down. That's a big red flag yeah. that you're dehydrated. Um, constipation. There's that word yeah. again. Uh, frequent urinary tract infections yep. is a sign of not drinking enough water. Uh, and also, I didn't know this one, but bad breath. Yeah. That's another sign. Yeah. So, um, so it's actually pretty easy to tell. Um, and again, we can associate... We do associate many of these things with other issues. Yeah. Some, most of the time, kind of even bigger issues or more what we would consider more important issues um, or, or larger problems. But have a drink of water because I bet you that, or two, I bet you that a lot of the times when you're feeling these things, it may not go away completely, but I think it would certainly make well, a difference. Make and again, better. what do you got to lose? Yeah. Free, easy. Yeah. You know, relatively uh, available. So give it um, a try. So yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've done how water's important, how much water we should drink, why it makes you feel better, and it's important signs of dehydration. So one of the thing that's interesting might surprise you to know that they're actually good times or better times of the day and also kind of specific situations where it's better to drink or you should drink more water. Uh, My number one trick and piece of advice for anyone is that when you wake up, before you even put your feet on the floor, you want to drink water. So I recommend that folks drink a glass of water, go to bed, take it with you when you go to bed so it's right there, and drink the water. And the reason for this, uh, this is one of those, this is the trick that I started with when I read that article. Um, You've gone, when you wake up, your body's dehydrated. You've Mm -hmm. gone eight hours or more without any fluids. So when um, when you wake up, one easy way to wake up and feel awake and alert is to drink water. And actually, it, the reason it helps or it works is that it, it helps to replenish and activate your brain and your internal organs. Yeah, it helps uh, you wake up. Yeah, and I really can I can't stress enough how well this works. So you, I will feel our bedrooms in the basement. I have a glass of water. Um, by the time I get upstairs to have my coffee. I am awake. I'm not dragging. I'm not sluggish. And and again, speaking from somebody who really struggled, I was always somebody that I never slept late, but I could never seem to get going quickly in the morning. Yeah. And when I started with that, I still do it every single day. And I, um, um, you know, driving people crazy most of the time, suggesting this is what they should do and how they should do it. And, uh, so that, so that's my number one kind of time of day, yep. uh, for Tell your body water. time to get up. Yeah. Yeah. And help it. Help it. Yep. Um, 30 minutes before meals. So we talked about it curbing your appetite, but we don't want you to drink it too, too close to the meal because it actually can disrupt digestion if you have too much water in your stomach and it, 
basically you're diluting your digestive juices in your stomach. So 30 minutes before you eat, and that will help curb your appetite. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so it'll help you not maybe eat, or help you maybe not overeat. Right. Um, But then at the same time, they also say... um, up to an, an an hour. Try not to drink for the same reason. Actually, try not to drink an hour un, after until about an hour afterwards. So you can have. That's not to say you can't have no. anything to drink while you're eating, but don't guzzle. I think I've heard people say, "Oh, I'll, I'll drink a glass of water before I sit down to eat my dinner, and then I won't eat as much." Well, so that's that's true. It is true. But if you think about it, those signals to your brain to take 20 minutes, half an hour when you're eating to say, okay, I've had enough. So, you know, sending a message to your brain that there's been something in my stomach and maybe I'm not quite as hungry as I thought I was takes a bit of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the same time, when you are eating, it is going to mess with your digestion, which is not good ever for anybody. Yeah. Um, so when you're sick or tired, uh, again, we, I think we've said this a bunch of times, certainly about tired. Um, but when you're sick, you want to you want to drink more water when you're sick, and, and that's to get things flushed. Yeah, you can you'll you'll make sure that things are working the way they should be in your body and not staying in there any longer than they have to be. So that's especially important when you're sick. Well, I don't think people realize when we have a infection and we're sick, whether it's viral or bacterial, when our immune system does what it's supposed to do, or antibiotics if we're on it, those viruses and bacteria create a lot of waste. Mm-hmm. Like when they're killed off, we have to excrete Process them it and get rid of them and water. Obviously, we'll uh-huh. help rid ourselves of all those um, nasties. Yeah, yeah, and was- and unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, sometimes the way we rid ourselves of bacteria waste is diarrhea. Yeah, and it's a sometimes a necessary evil to get over the illness, but without but water, you have to replenish it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so. I think this should be common knowledge, but before, after, and during a workout. So if you're exercising, it's, you need to really kind of think ahead and try and drink, you know, keep yourself hydrated is the key before your workout. And then as you're working out and you're sweating more and losing more fluid, your workout will be more efficient if you replace that water as you're working out. Obviously, it kind of switches to small sips regularly rather than, you know, <laughs> a whole glass of water at a yeah. time. And then a- after your workout, um, it really is important to get fluid back into your system because your body will want to start to repair the tissues that you used, and the it needs muscles. needs nutrients to do that. And yeah, it needs nutrients to do it. And the way we get it to where it needs to go is with water. So, yeah. If you're um, working out. Yeah, and, and that's over and above our recommendation right, of how much water. Yep. So if you're exercising, you need to add to yep. the half your weight in ounces. And this one kind of falls into that as well, that um, in the summertime or in, in you know, on those hot days where you're it's it's hot you're sweating you're You're sweating sitting there right yeah i mean it doesn't even you don't have to be exerting yourself a whole lot 
um, just even at the beach. You want to make sure you're drinking more water. You have to. You have to replenish what you're losing. Yeah. And you're going to be losing a lot because your body's going to be working to try and keep your temperature down. So um, chances are good you'll be sweating. So you want to make sure that, again, over and above the amount that we, we recommended on a daily basis, you're going to need to have more on those days. Yes. And to prevent that water intoxication, when the urge calls, answer it. Make sure you go to the bathroom. <laughs> Don't hold it. No. For, that, for a plethora of reasons. Right. But yeah. That'd yeah. be one of them. That's your kidney's way of regulating that blood, that electrolyte balance in your system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, constipation. There and again. It again. <laughs> there it is again. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I need to get into that too much. If we're dehydrated, our stool will be dehydrated. It's that simple. And if you want to learn more, go back to, I think that was the second episode. I can't remember now. We've had so many. We're we're losing track. Yeah. But we talk a lot about the importance of water with constipation. So, So, yeah, we found something that was kind of interesting. We have a little controversy. Controversial. So, um We've, we've read in several places. So we, we, in our, I mean, we research obviously before we kind of sit down and, and talk about all this stuff. And we've read in several places, um, a suggestion to both drink water before bed and not to drink water before bed. Yes. And they're, um, both to prevent heart attacks. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. So was that? Yep. Um, so the argument for, sorry, we had to stop for a second there. We had a little glitch in our communication. So we're back on track. (laughs) So one side of the controversy says to drink a glass of water before you go to bed and that will do you reduce your risk of heart attack and stroke while you sleep or in the morning or, and the reasoning for it was that it will improve your circulation. So Okay, I guess so. Makes makes sense. Yeah, uh, we talked about the consistency consistency of blood, and I suppose the thicker it is, the more risk of clotting, maybe, Mm -hmm. is the reason for that. So, yeah. Seems to me you'd have to kind of be in a situation where you're at higher risk Risk. for those things. Right. If you're healthy, it's not likely going to cause it. But if you're at risk. so something to think about. And we saw that in multiple places, that recommendation. But then, conversely to that, Suzanne, we also saw... Well, and it's counter to what I think um, and what I certainly recommend. And we did see it in several places telling folks not to do that. And my... My perspective or my take on it, I do a lot of uh, work with women who struggle with sleep and what the reasoning behind not drinking water, like they'll, they'll say, or I, I tell folks don't drink it after let's say even supper time, some people, um, because it disrupts your sleep. And yeah. if you drink too close to bedtime and you have to get up to go to the bathroom, lots and lots of women, it doesn't matter really at any age can that people not just women either men too i just tend to relate it to women more often but have trouble going to sleep after they've woken up in the middle of the night right so for me sleep is as much uh, or it's it's important enough 
Um, I don't want to do anything that's going to mess with that because I know I no. have a hard time going back to sleep when I wake up. So well, I try really hard not to drink. And it's late. well documented. Oh, absolutely. Poor sleep um, increases your risk of heart attack and stroke. Right. In so, addition to hormonal imbalance, yeah. in addition to irritability and um, So sluggish. I guess you take that for what it's worth. If yeah. you're somebody that can drink before bed and it doesn't wake you up, by all Good means. For you. Yeah. Well, you'll only be that much more hydrated in the morning yeah. if you look at it that way. So, but if you're someone that gets up frequently at night, you might consider Suzanne's suggestion where you would stop at around supper time just so that you can have a better sleep. Absolutely. Especially if you're somebody that does struggle with sleep. I know some people don't like drinking water or they're going to find it challenging, but I think if you give it a shot and give yourself some time and be committed to it, you will actually start to crave water. It's like everything else. Consistency is key. Yeah. And I can tell you from experience from that you will actually like to drink water if you don't like it when you start, if you just stick with us. Yeah. As we've said, give it a try, make it a, make a real point to do it. Uh, you, you'll you'll enjoy it. Yeah, it'll be you will. It's like any to. when it becomes part of your routine, you will miss it when yeah. it's not there. So, yeah. if you're a soda or a pop drinker, maybe try sparkling water yeah. or carbonated water as a way to switch over. That's my favorite. That's actually what I would for when I I would always drink just the glass of water when I woke up. But then after that, it was sparkling that I stuck to for a long time because I just really didn't like. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like water. Yeah, so it's a great plan, and you can add things to it. Um, to the sparkling water, you can add it to kind of liven it up a little bit, yeah. as long as it's not a sugar. Yeah, don't add sugar to it <laughs> for sure. Um, herbal tea is another really good one. So they're caffeine-free teas. Any of those that you would drink that adds to your water count or counts as your water total. Um, as, as as I said, and as long as it's not uh, doesn't have any, anything with caffeine in it, but they're they're um, a good alternative to water, but also they can be really helpful. There's herbal teas that help you. I have one before I go to bed every night. Yeah. Um, there's great ones for digestion. You've got some that are good for just flushing toxins and supporting your liver. So, um, those are, those are healthy options. Um, and, and kind of tasty options in many cases, not to just, just plain, plain water. water. Uh, yeah. And you can drink them hot or cold. Yeah. You can add them to your sparkling water to give it a little flavor. Some of those fruit-flavored herbal teas are delicious, and you add it to your sparkling water, it can give it some flavor. Yeah. Um, Perfect segue into adding fruits and vegetables (laughs) to your water. So you can infuse flavors into water or even sparkling water by slicing up some fruit and veggies, whichever your preference is. If you like cucumbers, use cucumber water. is really good. Watermelon, lemon and lime. Yeah. Remember we did the water challenge last year, and folks had some great pictures that they posted of their fruit-infused water. I think that, um, I mean, you don't really need a recipe for it per se, but I think some of there are recipes and some of them will say to put the fruit in the water and leave it overnight. Yeah. And it just, it's the nicest color. They just look so yeah, inviting. It's very inviting. Right? Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. have a jug in there and it will make you grab. Absolutely. Yeah. So in addition to that fruit and vegetable, you can also get some water content in some fruits and vegetables. I think of watermelon or tomatoes. You uh-huh. know, there's, they have high water contents and it's, Probably, uh, you're not going to get a significant amount of no, water wouldn't. intake from that, but it all adds up, and those are healthier ways to 
to add healthier water. sources of water. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. wouldn't use them as, I mean, how are you going to, unless you juice them, I guess you wouldn't be able to count them in terms of how much water right. you're getting, but they're definitely something that you, if you're trying to increase your water intake, that's a great way to yeah. just further support it. So yeah. So I think that's about it. Yeah. Is it? That is, yes, yeah. That's it. We did a whole one on water. We did. We yeah. wondered if we'd be able to get a whole one, but really we don't. We have the gift of well, the game. I certainly do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I do too. So yeah. So uh, again, if you're lacking energy, this is one of the top things you can do to help yourself out. Uh, we've gone on over all the reasons and uh, just maybe keep in mind that chances are really good you're not drinking enough. Probably not. Have that glass of water when you wake up. Yep. And keep it close to you. I have a water bottle that I take everywhere. I do see, like some of my kids' friends, I do see them carrying water bottles. It's much more prevalent now than when we were kids. And the schools, I think, are receptive to allowing them to go fill their water bottles. So there's lots of support out there. um, Well, to make it easier. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it really yourself, can't get any easier than no, water. No, it can't. But get yourself a pretty water bottle because yeah. it makes it, you know, it's a fun thing to do and it makes you kind of want to reach for it more often. And they're really great at keeping them cold or hot if you That's want right. hot water to yeah. warm up by all means or hot lemon water. The the water bottles these days are really good at keeping things warm or cold. Either or, yeah. Perfect. Okay, so have a great week. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thanks again, as usual. tune in next week when we'll have another... Part two on on, how to improve your energy. Boosting some energy tips. Yeah, thanks. Talk soon.